This is Overcoming Performance Christianity, the podcast that leads you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. If you're a longtime Christian, but something's missing in your relationship with God, then you might be caught up in performing for the Lord. Find out more as we dive into this special episode of Overcoming Performance Christianity. Hey, I'm John Fugler on the road from performance to relationship and in my walk with Christ, and I'm taking you with me, helping you gain freedom from the chains of performance-based Christian living. This podcast does that. A little bit about me, I'm a lifelong Christian media guy, I'm an author, and obviously a podcaster. I'm also a husband, a father, and grandfather of nine. Yes, you heard it right, nine. And I'm the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7, and that's where we lead you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. Check it out at freshfaith247.com. Well, this episode, I, I just finished a book release celebration and dedication for Silence Your Inner Pharisee. Just got that done on social media. We were on Facebook and Twitter and uh, LinkedIn, and it was a, a great time, uh, a time of celebrating what's been going on in the last several months to get this thing going. To Today, the official release day, the book released today, so we're celebrating, but even more than that, uh, dedicating it to the Lord. It's all about how God uses this book, and I am just surrendering it to the Lord wanting him to do what he can with it. And so that's what the celebration was all about. And as promised, I it's going to be this podcast. That's what this podcast is. It is uh, the recording of that just finished up here. Uh, whatever you're listening, uh, it is June 7th when I'm recording this, Wednesday, release day of Silence Your Inner Pharisee, Ditch Performance and Embrace Radical Freedom in Christ. And so uh, without further ado, let's go to that celebration. It just happened. We're here, people still joining us. A big welcome to Silence Your Inner Pharisee book release, celebration, and, and dedication. Indeed, that's the part that uh, I'm excited about too, is just really dedicating this to the Lord. So we're joining together here on this June 7th, and I've been looking forward to it for, for quite some time. So thank you for being a part of this. First of all, uh, when you release a book, uh, when you write a book, produce a book, it takes a lot of people to make that possible. And there are so many from way back to a couple of years ago up until even today, this very day when folks started to leave reviews of the book after they've they've read it. And I thank you for that. But it's it's not just me writing. And in fact, I realized that it's been a long time since I've written this book and I have to go back and read it. I've edited it over and over again, had editors work on it and it's been a long process, but I just want to thank the people who have been part of this since we got it going. And uh, first of all, friends, good friends who are transparent enough to share their stories in the book. It, there, are, There's lots of stories in the book, my story, your story, and the stories of others who came alongside and they wrote their stories, and I've, I've got them in this book. So I want to thank uh, Larry Walters, Jim Van Houten, Lisa Hall, Tim Epling, Parker J. Cole, Ralph Storrs, and my wife, Noonie. She has got an incredible story about her cancer battle and how God used that to draw her to the Lord. And that's what all these stories are about. They're about how uh, each one has come to know Christ, and some escaping the performance Christianity lifestyle and really embracing that that freedom in Christ through intimacy in Christ. So thank you for sharing your story. I didn't want this book to be just a how-to book. It's not. In fact, 
<laughs> it's about overcoming performance Christianity. So we don't want it to be a how-to book, although there's some application to it. And there are some who uh, reviewed the manuscript and were kind enough to endorse the book. And I want to thank each one of them, Todd Isburner, Sandy Brown, uh, Lauren Libby, Wayne Peterson, Dave Dervecki, uh, Dr. Peggy Banks, Dr. Bruce McNichol, A.J. Sherrill, whose book totally changed my life in the last year, and Dr. Renee Bravo. Thank you so much. Now, there's one other person, Tom Terry, who wrote this. Okay, this is, <laughs> I think this is a compliment, but I have to read this, what he, what he said. He said, I'm all about performance. I live, eat, and breathe it. Leading the effort for millions of people seeing the Jesus film on TV every year, along with training and consulting globally, as well as working on a master's in theology, I want to be a million mina man. <laughs> then comes along John Fugler uh, with his book, Silence Your Inner Pharisee, and he nails me right in the middle of my idolatry. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, so, Tom, great sense of humor. Appreciate that. Tom uh, endorsing the book, as, as well as many others who took the time to read through it and shared their heartfelt um, endorsement, and other people who were part of this. Um, I thank Noonie, my wife. She walked with me through this book, and I would stow away right here. My writing desk is just over my shoulder, and I'd just be in here writing and editing and preparing and doing everything that needed to be done with the book. It was a bigger project than we thought it was, and she was there cheering me on, and she kept asking me, well, how's it going? And I'd say, fine. <laughs> By the time you're done with a couple hours with this, you're going, I don't want to see it anymore. Uh, but she says, how's it going? And I said, fine. And, you know, she even took me out on a congratulations dinner before I finished the book, before the book release. So, so thank you, Noonie. You're always such an encourager to me, and I need that. And then my editor, Pat Clausen. Pat is Oh, she is so uh, theologically and grammatically and spelling and all of that correct. And she helped me out throughout this whole book. She would read it and then we would join by phone and we'd go through it page after page, line after line. She'd call me out on things and many edits are in there because of that. And uh, some I, I rejected. So, sorry, Pat. No, it was absolutely amazing. So thank you, Pat. Chris Lilly came through once again with the cover, went back and forth with Chris. Now I'm going to show you one of the books here. We're going to open the big box here, but I got uh, a couple days ago, got a taste of what these books are. And so here's here's the cover, Silence Your Inner Pharisee, uh, Ditch Performance and Embrace Radical Freedom in Christ. So there's uh, the cover. Chris did that. So thank you, Chris, for the time you spent on it and working uh, through that over the last uh, several weeks. So Chris has been my cover designer on my devotionals. Uh, Chris designed the cover for that. Hey, thank you, Phil Stacy. You saw his name on the cover I just showed you. And Phil Stacy uh, wrote a uh, forward. I read it and I'm going, wow, is that really me? But Phil was really complimentary. I'm absolutely humbled by what he said, really tying into this theme of knowing Christ and overcoming performance. So thank you, Phil, for that. And I thank God through the power of his Holy Spirit allowing me to, to write this book. I As I went back and read through it afterwards, and I read some parts of it, I was going, wow, it's." <laughs> I surprised myself 
And I realized it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit writing. Um, there was, when I wrote those words at that time, and at those times over the last couple of years, the Spirit really wrote them through me. I know that because I'm not that smart. And I'm not that wise. Yeah, I'm a wise guy, but I'm not that wise. And it was the Holy Spirit writing through me. I believe that. And from some of the responses to the book, those who have read it already and read the advanced copies, I realize there's something special about this. So I give the glory to God for this. And finally, I want to thank the Apostle Paul. Uh, yeah, he's the one I dedicated the book to. You'll see in the dedication in the beginning. He is the epitome of, of what the core of this book is all about. I'll share that with you real shortly. But Paul um, wrote these words in Philippians 3.8. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I might gain Christ. Philippians 3.8. And who Paul had no idea that when he wrote, wrote these words 2,000 years ago, it would change my life. But those words changed my life. And I'll share more about that as we get into this time together. I, I hope that those words and what he had to say will change your life too. It's become the core verse of my life. I really believe that knowing Christ is a secret to life. So those are the people I wanted to thank. We're in this together. I had others who read the book in advance and then are leaving reviews. Thank you for your reviews when you read the book. Already they're starting to pop up on Amazon. Now, I do want to say too that for the next three days, starting today, the 7th, 8th, and 9th, the Kindle version on Amazon is priced at free. I mean, zero. Please go get it. Even if you don't read your Kindle that much, uh, get it because it's free. You can't turn that down. To find it, just go to Silence Your Inner Pharisee. There are no other titles <laughs> like that. And you just download that to your Kindle. Absolutely free as the kickoff. That's part of the celebration as we get things going here. There's a, a print, of course, paperback uh, version as well, as I showed you. Um, as we start here, since this is a celebration, I've got ice cream. Do you have ice cream? Do you have cake? I tried. I can't serve it to everybody, but I'm going to have some chocolate ice cream to celebrate. It's starting to melt. That's okay. I've got it. Now I made you hungry. Feel free to get up and go get something to eat. You'll set something to drink. I won't. I won't know. <laughs> so I just did it on you. Um, okay, in a moment, we're going we're gonna to open this box. And this is the first big shipment of the books. I think it's the books. <laughs> That's what it looks like it. Uh, but uh, first, I, I want to just share something here because the question that comes up. I did a, an interview this morning on Moody Radio, in, in uh, not in Chicago, but in, in South Florida, in the West Palm Beach area, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and they asked me a bunch of questions. And one of the first questions was, why the title, Silence Your Inner Pharisee? Why that, of all things? Well, actually, the first title we were working with was kill your inner Pharisee. <laughs> and I, this, this almost was kill your inner Pharisee. And I chickened out at the end. I said, no, okay. I mean, I know it's catchy, but 
no, I don't know if that's going to work uh, with people. So we went with silence your inner Pharisees. You get the idea. This is where we're going with the book. And the Pharisees back in the day were some of the most learned, obedient religious leaders. And they knew the law. They knew it inside and out. They lived it. I mean, it was the law was their life and they lived it like crazy. And these Pharisees looked shiny on the outside, but they were sick on the inside. Shiny on the outside, but sick on the inside. So with this book, I think a lot of believers are like those Pharisees. And I'm speaking from experience, okay? In some way, I'm not saying that we're all exactly like the Pharisees, but just hang with me on this. I think many believers are caught up in doing the right things for God, but have a, a cold, distant relationship with him. We're into the doing, but the relationship isn't really there. And this book is uh, one that helps longtime believers escape the trap of performance-based Christian living. And as it says, embrace radical freedom in Christ. That's what it's all about. And we'll hopefully get into that as well. Uh, when I ran this manuscript by a few people early on, many, many months ago, and I said, you know, this, it wasn't even a manuscript then. It was a few chapters. I said, does this thing have legs? And they came back and said, said yes. So I felt this is, this is it. And so the book is, was put together. Then we were working on the title. So silence your inner Pharisees. I want to get that out of the way as we start here. And welcome to the, those who just joined us to our Silence Your Inner Pharisee book release celebration and dedication. And uh, thank you so much for, for being here to be part of this, whether you're joining live or those who will watch on demand later. And my podcast audience too. We're recording the podcast, which will release just a few minutes after we're done here on the live show. And I'll get that on. You can listen on the podcast. But right now we're going to go ahead and open, we're going to, you know, we're going to release the books. Okay. <laughs> Silence your interference. Let's release the books. Let's get released. See, it says upside down, you know, it says heavy. Uh, and it is, that's why I'm thinking, I hope it's not the, a carburetor or something else that I ordered or, or Nuni ordered, but here we go. Okay, don't want to hurt myself. And put the scissors down. What's in here? Ah, what? Hmm. It's Chuck Swindoll's new book. Huh. How about that? And Chuck got mine. Oh, sorry, Chuck. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> it's full of red. Yeah, there you go. Upside down, silence your interferency books. Uh, they're in here. So good. I, I got a few copies, a box full of copies, and it's heavy, so I'm going to leave them there. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Um, wh what I want to share with you uh, tonight and first of all, if you have any comments, I, I don't know if I'll be able to see them here. I'm using a, a platform that says it's supposed to be able to see the uh, the chat, but uh, we'll, we'll see if I do or not. Um, the book is, uh, in the book, I, I start out by, by sharing my story. And I mentioned it's about story. 
It's about my story and then your story. At the end of each chapter is an opportunity to respond to a few questions based on the content of the chapter. And you can journal your story, where you're at, uh, what the Lord is teaching you as you read the book, and what, what you might be thinking about uh, for the future. There, there's plenty of that in there. It's not just a read and you let it go, but it's a read and write. If you got the Kindle version, sorry, you're going to have to uh, get a pad of paper out. And um, I shared that my story of growing up as an athlete, becoming a Christian in high school, and how my sports life really flowed over into my new Christian life. I was competitive. I really was. I played baseball, played football, basketball, but especially baseball as a pitcher. And I also played uh, anything we could play with my friend Mertz. Uh, Mertz and I, we would play baseball together. We would play basketball, tennis, and ping pong. Yep, table tennis. Uh, he had a, a basement that was all finished out. In those days, not many people did. Ping pong table in there. After school, we'd run home and we'd start playing ping pong. We'd play a best of seven series. And man, we really went at it. We went at it, and he was so good, and I was so bad when we started, but I got better as we went along, and we both had that competitive edge. And not only did we play best of seven, but we would play the best of seven of the best of seven. That took hours. That means if I won a best of seven series, that counted as one. We'd play another best of seven to see who won that, and you had to win four best of seven series before we went home that night. Hours. We got better. But that is the kind of competition uh, that, that I had. And that's when I came to Christ. That was, that's who I was. I was, I remember the night just over 50 years ago, sitting in the back row of a church on a cold winter night in upstate New York. I was listening to a college football coach speak, and I thought he was going to talk about football, but he talked about John chapter three and Nicodemus and how to be born again. And that, uh, as I heard that for the first time, I, I said, wow, I, I want that. And I, I went forward, dedicated my life to Christ and was born again. And when they afterwards, and they took me into a side room and gave me a Bible and kind of helped me figure out a little bit for the next five minutes, this, this new life of being born again, they gave me this Bible and said, if you don't do anything else, read this five minutes a day. Now that is the, the worst thing you could say to me, although it is the best thing you could say to me as well. Because I took that is, I mean, it really fed my performance lifestyle. Right away, I said, okay, I got to read this five minutes a day. And I did. I did. And I feel like it was doing that that kept me in the game, really. The, the, the Christian game that it's not a game, but the life. I was there. And the Bible kept me in it. But it also fed my performance lifestyle. And so from day one, because I was an athlete and a Christian, that's what, uh, that's what happened. And that went on for a long time, even, even decades. You might be asking, um, and I want to share just some of these things that you'll find in the book. You might be asking, what uh, is performance Christianity? What exactly is that? You talk about that. I mean, the subtitle is Ditch Performance. Well, performance Christianity is, it could be reading your Bible, it could be uh, praying, living obediently, serving at church, even pastoring, it's serving in ministry, it's just plain doing the right things for God. 
Is that bad? No, we, we should be living obediently for the Lord as believers. Absolutely. So I don't want to paint the wrong picture here, but get this. Here is the danger. The danger is that we can equate our performance for God to the quality of our relationship with him. We can equate our performance and what we do for God to the quality and health of our relationship with him. Can you relate to that? Some people can. Uh, You might be one of those. And we believe the lie that if I'm serving Jesus well, I have a good relationship with him. Take it from me, one who's served Jesus all my Christian life, basically. And as I said, is doing the right things for Jesus bad? No, not at all. But for me, I often missed Jesus in my performance for him. I was really focused more on the performance of doing things for God. And I loved that because I was a doer instead of really walking with him. Um, I went through many ups and downs spiritually, and I struggled with anger big time. I was always doing, doing, doing. I had spiritual highs and spiritual lows, a lot of victories. And there were times of of emptiness, especially after those victories, where I was confused, even feeling guilty. I was I was doing the right things for God and understand I was in Christian service, uh, in ministry, and still am. Uh, that, that fed this as well because I had things backwards. I'll explain that a little bit more. But I, I was up when I was serving the Lord, but soon I was down afterwards. The service was my food rather than Jesus being my food. There were seasons of great relationship with God through this, though. Great relationship. I'm not saying this was all bad. No, not at all. I had some great times with the Lord. But in the midst of that, I knew there was something missing. But I didn't even know I knew there was something missing, if you've ever been there before. (laughs) And that's, uh, yeah, there, there was just something missing. It went on for over 30 years as a Christian. I tell people I was a functioning performaholic for Jesus. Um, and in the book, I explain how I, ex- I escaped that lifestyle. And it's my story. And then I ask you to tell your story. Uh, if you just joined us, I mentioned that uh, Silence Your Inner Pharisee is available for the next three days free on Kindle. So go grab the digital version on Kindle. If you go to Amazon, type in Silence Your Inner Pharisee. There are no other books by that name. At least I haven't found any. <laughs> and... Uh, and download it onto your Kindle. I want you to be able to have that and go ahead and start reading it. See if it resonates with you. So how did I escape that lifestyle and embrace this radical freedom in Christ? I was visiting a friend several years ago in Florida. And as we talked, we uh, Jeff and I were just talking about a relationship with the Lord. And talking, he's, he was in Christian service as well. And talking about our service for the Lord. Well, Jeff had read a couple books and he gave them to me. And one of them, I, I should pull it out. It's I, I've got one in my closet there. But it was called With, Reimagining the Way You Relate to God. It's by Sky Jathani. Several years ago, I got this book. I, it's one of those books where I couldn't put it down. Absolutely sucked me in. And I was into it. And I, he, he was really speaking to me. He talks about five ways we relate to God. One is relate to God 
over God, and then there's under God, there's uh, from God, and there's for God. And that's where I was. I was, I was doing things for God. My relationship with God was not with God, it was for God. And Sky said the, the fifth way is the way that he wants to relate to us, with us, and us with him, relationship with God. And you say, wow, that doesn't sound really um, dramatic. That's kind of ordinary. It is, but how often do we miss that? And I knew I missed that. I, I started digging into it. I, I bought more books and I handed them out to people. Uh, I couldn't keep them in stock. I kept giving mine away. So I finally bought a Kindle version so I could have it. I still have it and I underline it. And I just recently went back and read it again. I I read this periodically, just get myself set. He uh, brought out this verse that I've just been pouring over and keep this in front of me all the time. That's right over my, my, just my camera here. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's in Philippians 3, 8. Knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Two two verses later, Paul says, I want to know Christ. (laughs) You make sure we got it. Uh, In 3, 8, he said it in 3, 10. And that uh, opened up the door for me. That was life-changing. Did I experience immediate life change? No. I had had a lot to work through. I had a go-to, and that was performance, that still you know, taps me on the shoulder, claws at my head, that kind of thing, and tries to get me back. But performance is not the way to go. It's that relationship with Christ and to know Christ. And the adventure of knowing Christ, I'll share that in a moment, is is what I talk about in the book is, you know, how to know Christ. That's really the core of it. That is the solution to performance-based. And that's what really has, has saved me. And I think uh, as if if you can relate to this, I mean, I, in, my, in my life, by the way, as I have developed this relationship with Christ and knowing Christ, going deeper in that and escaping the performance Christianity, I've, I've discovered joy, uh, peace. Uh, rest is a big one. If you're a performer, you're a doer. And I've tried to get away from that I'm still quite the doer, but I've learned to rest more, taking a Sabbath rest, not just physically, but uh, a rest for my soul. So joy and peace and rest, it was, Lord really worked in, in my life. And you may ask yourself, am I a performer for Christ? Somebody once said that uh, we're all performers to, for Christ to some degree, but for people like me, we we opt for that. That's a little more dangerous Well, if you're feeling uh, distant from God or spiritually dry or inconsistent in your walk with Christ, it might be an indication that you are a performer and you're locked into it. If you find that when you're performing and and doing the right things for Jesus, that's when you you feel closest to him, that's not good. Because it's not tied into what we do. Our relationship and the quality and health of our relationship with Christ is is tied into our, our our time with him. Our It's when we aren't occupied with the doing and with the serving. Yeah, we're supposed to be obedient, but that's not the indication. Our quality of our obedience doesn't 
equate the quality of our relationship with Christ. So you have to first um, realize you have a problem. And as I shared the solution, and I share this in the book, is, uh, and especially longtime believers, I have to say, we have a tendency to really move towards performance. And the more we do, the more we have a hard time getting out of it. We really are imprisoned by it. And what we've done is, and I say this in my book, is that we've overshot Jesus. Yeah, we're serving Jesus, but we've overshot him, meaning we have forgotten that we're re- supposed to relate to him as we serve him. We serve him first and relate, re- try to relate later, and we can't do it that way. Paul was a servant. He was a doer. He was a doer. So it's not that we just stop serving the Lord and obeying the Lord and evangelizing and committed to the Great Commission and all that. No, no, no. But we have it flipped. Paul said his goal in life was to know Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I go in my book through what it means to know Christ, the three depths of knowing Christ. I, I get excited when I think about that and I talk about that, but the three depths of knowing Christ. And it does take take effort. I guess the, the focal point, and let me just share this. The focal point when we talk about knowing Christ, we, we think about Jesus who died for us on the cross. And that is the pivotal point in human history. Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection. We think about Jesus' death on the cross, and because of that, he shed his blood. We have eternal life through him. We can be born again, as I learned 50 years ago. But oftentimes, we look back and say, that's when I that's when I came to know Christ, and it stops there. And we think of Jesus on the cross, when really Jesus is more than Jesus on the cross. I look at Jesus as Jesus of the cross. Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Jesus is our good shepherd. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's so much. He's our our brother, if we know Christ. Um, He is the true vine. All these things, we need to get to know Jesus as who who he is and all his eternity and greatness and depth and richness. And he is more than Jesus on the cross. He's the Christ of the cross. And when we realize that, we... We understand that this is endless. We will go throughout eternity getting to know Jesus and it will be, as as I've found, the greatest adventure of our lives. And then this service for the Lord and the obedience for the Lord, all of this is an outflow of our relationship with him, of our, our knowing him. So Jesus, the, the Savior Lamb on the cross, is the Lord of all of the cross. He's the Lord of all, of in, of all eternity and of all creation. And it's just mind-boggling, is it, when you think about that? But I would encourage you to spend time getting to know this Jesus in all of who he is. And Paul, Paul who served in and went through so much turmoil and persecution and hardship and shipwrecks and beaten and tortured, and yet he says, oh, I want to know Christ. And it's because he knew Christ that he's able to endure and he's able to be strong, he's able to lead, that he was able to, to sit there in a prison cell and write the letters 
and share the truth of the gospel and share the joy in his life. He was able to experience joy because he comes back to, I want to know Christ. His service for the Lord did not determine the health of his relationship with Jesus. He had a healthy relationship with Jesus. Therefore, he was able to serve the Lord in a healthy way. We get those backwards. And when we get it backwards, we miss the relationship and we get deceived and we're, we're this, this hollow believer who's serving because we know we're supposed to serve and do and, and behave like a Christian. But inside we're empty. And that may be you. Now I'm preaching now, but there's, there's more in the book. And I wanted to share that with you as we, um, as we came together tonight. And I want to share a little bit about the, the why, which you, you've heard because it, it's my story. And I, I felt that maybe others were experiencing this. And as I've talked with people over the last couple of years, I realized that I'm, I'm not the only one. So the book was written and, and it came out. And in I, I share uh, ways that you can, uh, basically three things that you can do to develop this knowing of Jesus, to go deeper with Jesus, to deepen the relationship with him, to know him as Paul did. Paul inspires me. That's why I dedicated the book to him. Uh, and these things, uh, I want to mention these that we want to make sure we're not performing because this doesn't draw us close to the Lord. It, you know, that's not what, what does it. We need to do it with the right heart. But first we have to realize that it takes time. We have to spend time with Jesus. We have to wall, wall things off. We need boundaries in our life so we can get away with the Lord and be with him. And uh, we have to be tenacious. We have to protect that time. We have to schedule it and not let anything else interfere with it and spend time with God. That's not just a quick, quiet time, but spend hours with him, uh, praying, listening, studying the word, getting to know Jesus. And third, we have to, again, put forth the effort. Uh, knowing Christ like Paul did wasn't driven by self-effort, but the Holy Spirit worked in his life. Um, we have to put forth the effort in the relationship, just like any relationship. So I, I yeah, we got to explore the word. We see Jesus throughout the word. Um, know this Jesus. And that is... That is what I, that's the message. I want to help people know the Christ of the cross, the Christ of the cross. And I pray that you will know the Christ of the cross. And not just that moment in time when you came to know Jesus, but that it would grow from there. And that in Jesus and all his fullness, what a great adventure, what a great exploration that is. As I mentioned earlier, that we have uh, for the next three days, the Kindle version of Silence Your Inner Pharisee is available free on Amazon. Just go there, search for Silence Your Inner Pharisee. The Kindle version is free. Grab that over the next three days, the on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I want you to have that uh, because as I've been talking here, I've been racing through this. I hope you'll settle down and, and read through the book and think about it and spend time in the questions at the end of each chapter. Read the stories that are in there, those great stories. Uh, see how real this is and can be real in your life. And then at the end of the book are 10 exercises that you'll 
you can do to explore the many facets of Jesus, to get to know Christ, develop a habit of spending time knowing Christ. I take you through 10 exercises that you could do one a day or one a week. You can go through it slowly and however long it takes. There's no rules to it. And that is the application as you get into that. So I would encourage you to do that. Uh, and you have no reason now not to because it's free on Kindle. So so go ahead and get that. And then if you want the print book, that's available on Amazon as well. And here's a few of them that I've got, my copies. Those will last me for a while. And I thank you for joining me. Now, this is a dedication as well. And that's important. And what I want to do is, is close our time in prayer and just ask if you would join me in prayer as we come together and, and dedicate uh, this book to the Lord, that he will use it for his glory and in his way. Now, I got to tell you, I'm a performer. <laughs> so I am literally going to give this book up to the Lord, okay? I'm just uh, serving it to God, laying it on the altar and say, Lord, you do with it what you want to do. I am praying that believers would come to know Christ like they have never have before. But it's not up to me. It's uh, up to the Lord, the Holy Spirit working in the lives of believers. Thank you for joining me for, for this time of celebration. Let's move into our dedication. Lord God, you are over all. Lord Jesus, you are Lord of my life. You are Lord of the universe. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the Good Shepherd. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are my brother. You are so much, so much more than I even know right now. And you've revealed yourself to us. And you've re revealed yourself to those who are with us here tonight. And I pray that you will use this book to draw people to yourself. And thank you for the life of your servant, Paul, who knew you so intimately and yet served you so well. He had it right, and uh, studying his life is a great inspiration. But Lord, you uh, do what you want with this, and I pray that you would use this to help believers know the Christ of the cross. So at this time, I agree with my brothers and sisters who are watching and listening, and we release this book to you to use it for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining me. If you have any questions, and go ahead and uh, email me, john at freshfaith247.com. john at freshfaith247.com. And so, this is the end of our celebration and dedication. My ice cream has melted. <laughs> I'll have to go get some more. And uh, you go have your ice cream, popcorn, or whatever. Thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for God to use this in a, in a great way. God bless you. Good night.